Come on, CC. What's our theme for this year? Vision. Turn to your neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor. Vision. Vision. Turn to another neighbor. Say another neighbor. Another neighbor. Dream, big. Dream big. Come on, CCC. Look, I play that because, you know, one, I told the team, I said, I need a video. We've been talking about vision and stuff like that, and that speaks so much to me. Grow, uh, growing up, you know, I, I used to stutter. I still stutter sometimes. You can hear it, especially when I get excited. But like Pastor Adam, back in the days, I got hit with this thing called Bell's Palsy. And Bell's Palsy is a paralyzation of the left uh, side of your face from the seventh nerve. And for the longest time, I would ask God, I said, why would you give me the desires and the dream to be a minister, but yet allow me to go through something like this? And constantly, I said, man, I got, I, got, I got to stay focused on the vision, focused on the dream. And I went through a process. Even to this day, during the week, I got to you know, work on my speech and, 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 and do certain lip drills and, and certain uh, things that will help me uh, work the, the left side of my face. Even to the point where if you see me, I'm reading, my left eye closes. And when my left eye closes, it goes on a different line than my right eye was. So now I got one eye on the one line, one eye on the other line, and I mess up what I'm reading. It sounds like I can't read. And these are things I used to fight for. And I said, look, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to, 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 to control me. I'm going to create a lifestyle in which I can operate fully what God has called me to, to, uh, to do and still be effective. So I'm telling you like this, if you have a dream and it's a god size, I'm not talking about just some dream. You know, if, if this dream that you, you, you should have should scare you every time you think about this. This is a dream that, that, that should put you into a place where you're like, okay, literally like this. I can't do this without you. So I'm excited uh, about going. You, you see my props. You know, I'm trying to change up some things to really start being a more effective uh, minister. Uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for who you are, what you are. You're an awesome God, an amazing God. Lord, you are such an amazing God that, that, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So Lord, I ask that you have your way. So I continue touching individuals because praise and worship was amazing. So I pray that you use me to speak a word in season specific to this group. A word and season that will not just change, challenge them, but change them. Move them towards a path of dreaming big. Move them towards a path of, of just standing in a vision you have called them to stand in. Moving towards a path that will cause individuals to say, what God do they serve that this type of stuff is coming out of their lives? So Lord, I ask that you have your way in the rest of the service. Move in a mighty way. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. I already got next week's message. So I'm trying to stay focused where I don't do next week's message and this week's message at the same time. <laughs> so you see these boxes and it says comfort zone. And everybody operates in a zone. Say zone. And everybody operates in a zone, and the zone is what the, what, where you operate as an individual, and it ever flows, right? And a part of that zone, there's this one particular place that people tend to visit a lot more than any other place, and it's called the comfort zone, right? So if I, if I, could, if I had the board up here, but you know, because of the props, we'd have the board, but if I had the board up here, there would be a, a top line, right? 
and a bottom line. This is your low place. This is your top place. And if you take the top, the bottom line, and draw three more lines, you got four sections. The lower place is what we call the comfort zone. And remember I told you uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said, everybody, it's okay for everybody to visit the comfort zone. But it's not okay for you to live in the comfort zone. And what do I mean by that? So we, we, we've been working, and I think I got spoiled opening the Long Island campus. I, 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 Dr. Nod and I spoke, you know, 2017, 2016, we said, okay, let's, let's start launching campuses, you know, and, and our motto is let's go to our people, individuals that can't, can no longer go to Brooklyn campuses, go to our people, and we're going to have fun, hang out, really bring the, uh, the CCC model, the brand out, out to, to Long Island. It was easy because, in essence, we're about 48 miles away from the Brooklyn campus. So I, was, I had more resources. I had individuals I can trust. I had individuals that, uh, that I, was, I was used to working with uh, to come out with me. I had uh, some of the members jumped, you know, from Brooklyn to help me get started, whether it's service reps, thank you, uh, media, band, choir, uh, all these individuals. So, so it, it worked smooth. Now we're at a place in 2018, Orlando campus is growing. And I was comfortable. I was good. You know, I allowed you know, the launch of the Long Island campus to dictate my methodology in which I went to open Orlando campus. And believe you me, it was a totally different beast. You know, and I had to go through a process of, of, of stepping out of certain, certain uh, uh, fears. I ended up interacting with individuals that I've known, but I've never known them as intimate as this. I've, I've interacted with them, but never in a business, because um, you know, some people you can be friends with, and other people you, you, you can be business partners with. And not all friends are good business partners, not all business partners are good friends. That's right. Right. right? So here are individuals, I'm moving from a, my, my friend, uh, as friends, to, to you know, a, a business deal, and, and we're balancing the two. And, and, and it was difficult for me, because now these are individuals where I had to get to know them on a business level. I had to get to start interacting with them. And, and, and don't, don't, don't get me wrong, we, there was tension. But I think tension is good when in, within a relationship because if both parties stay within a relationship, that's a good friendship. I had to learn how to, to, to and, and these are all individuals who are successful in their own right. One was a multi-million dollar uh, individual who came up for Wall Street. Another one was uh, a, a lawyer. She was working, one of the high-end uh, lawyers in uh, Florida. Another individual was a VP for Coca-Cola. Another individual was, uh, uh, he had a very big development corporation. So these individuals, they're used to telling people what to do. And here it is, Pastor Jamal coming from New York down to Orlando to set it up. And, and, and I felt awkward telling these individuals what to do. And what I had to do, I had to come out of this comfort zone that I, I, I realized I was in because of launching Florida. And when we got to, uh, I mean, launching uh, Long Island, and when we got to Florida, it was totally different. First of all, the laws. The laws are totally different. You know, if you want to buy houses and rent, do it because they, they, they they're not pro uh, a renter. What I mean by that, out here you rent a house, somebody can stay in your house for a year, not paying, you trying to work with the marshal. Out there in Florida, they don't care. Like, you got to go. <laughs> somebody said, Pastor Jamal, why, why, you, don't, why you, don't, you don't rent, um, you know, why you're not a renter? Why you don't you know, get into investments up here in New York? I said, how does it look? Pastor Jamal 
<laughs> you know, had to, had to uh, escort some of uh, some family out. <laughs> you know, the PR doesn't look good. It's not, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and I had to learn the laws and then understanding the county lines and, and then and try to interact with the, the, the nuances of, of how Orlando individuals start working and operating their mindset. Uh, we, we ended up, for the group to help with the dynamics, we all took assessment tests so we can learn who each other is, how we operate, and how we can work together. Because some people, if you don't know how the person operates, you actually can butt heads and cause a whole lot of tension. You know, we went through the, the forming, uh, storming, norming uh, uh, stages of, of, of forming a team and stuff like that. And so it, it was a big dynamic, but it took me out of a comfort zone because I thought I knew business. I thought I understood business. But when I went down to Florida, I had a lot to learn. And I had to take my pride, put it to the side, and step into a place where I said, okay, I can learn. I need to learn. So I could have been prideful. Stayed in my place and thought I had all the information. And all of a sudden, we wouldn't be launching March 1st, our Orlando campus. So I say all of that to you to talk about the four zones. And I, and I, and, and I did my study, and most individuals sit. Most individuals sit in these three places. Where's, where's my um, people? Let's go over the definition for complacent. They said the reason why the comfort zone is dangerous is because it puts you in a place where you're complacent. And the show, I read this out of the show. We, were talk, we had a staff meeting. I was talking about our complacency and being complacent. And it was, it was, it was, it was he, he, he even expounded a little more on it. Complacency or complacent is marked by self-satisfaction. That's a dangerous place to be in. Somebody says, why that's a dangerous place to be? I'm glad you asked. Because self-satisfaction means you're, you are okay based on your standard of what you should be satisfied with. So if you're working in the business and you operate within the standard, but your job is telling you to work at this standard, even if he's telling you to work at this standard, as long as you meet your standard, you'll be satisfied. And what happens is that allows you to operate in a methodology of mediocrity. And what is mediocrity? Do you know, understand the definition of mediocrity? Doing just enough to get by. So when you are mediocre, you are self-satisfied, you are doing just enough to get by. See, self-satisfaction uh, puts you in a place where you have a hard time meeting somebody else's standard. Especially, so it's marked by self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers, right, or deficiencies. So I got my team. Now, we're gonna be, this is going to be really good, I'm telling you. It's better be good. Okay, you're not supposed to eat that fast, all right? Not that fast. No, I'll tell you when to eat. You started eating already? All right, so when you, if you finish that, you've got a couple of bags up here. All right, don't worry, the popcorn is, you're not going to be able to pop the popcorn because I, I couldn't fit a microwave within your comfort zone. All right, so no microwave in your comfort zone. All right. <laughs> no, you leave it close. Yeah, leave it. I, I have a, a, a reason for that. So where was I before the team came up? Oh, so, a mark, so, so, so what happens is if you stay in your comfort zone, you can find yourself 
uh, um, very uh, complacent. You can get comfortable, be mediocre. I'm happy, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, so let me give you a couple of quotes. Let me give you one main quote. This individual by the name of Roy T. Bennett, he said, the comfort zone is a psychological state in which one feels familiar, safe at ease, and secure. You never change your life until you step out of your comfort zone. Change begins at the end of your comfort zone. So this represents the average person that deals with a comfort zone. See, this person right here, they're comfortable here. They're relaxing. They're enjoying life here in this comfort zone. They have no drive to step out. She's drinking her water. You know, she got her chips you know, and stuff like that. If I could actually fit more into her comfort zone, the more comfortable she'll be. She's okay with mediocrity. She's okay with, I go to work, I come home. If you ask for more, I got to receive more. You know, so comfort, people who live in this type of comfort zone, they won't go the extra mile in spite of. These are individuals that, that if God tells you to do X, Y, and Z, man, I get to X, but Y, and Z, Lord, that's a lot of work. This individual, they're comfortable here. You know, she'll be watching TV. You know, they, they, these are the type of people that get to a point where their phone can be ringing. And if it's a job, like, oh, I didn't get the call. No, I'm good at all. They saw the number. Right? They relax here. You know, they, 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 this comfort zone is such a comfort zone. Uber Eats is designed for them. Yeah. <laughs> right? DoorDash is designed for this individual here. They are so steep in this, this thing called laziness. They are so steep in this thing called mediocrity. They are okay with just enough to get by. Right? That's this comfort zone. And you'll never come out of this comfort zone. For this person, crisis is the only thing that'll get them out of their comfort zone. See, this individual, they're comfortable. Not until it gets hot in here. Not until they are, they are required out of a specific demand for them to step out. It can be a bad response from a doctor. Like, no, you need to get to the gym. If you don't, you're, going to, you're not going to live past your 50s. That's the type of fire I'm talking about. Death, life and death type fire. This person, but other than that, this person will be okay. Are you sure? She, she is in this comfort zone, though. <laughs> I mean. You mean, what? No? <laughs> you want some water? Yeah. You want another bottle? Can we get another bottle for the comfort zone? Because <laughs> she's going to have that dry mouth. Um, <laughs> this comfort zone, this is the person, they come to a place where they realize they need help. But because of pride, they won't ask for help. So they stay in the comfort zone, not because of, 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 of laziness, but because of stubbornness. See, this place is where they know they need to ask for help. They know the person to ask for help, but they won't get out of the, their comfort zone until they ask for help. Because whatever they need to do is associated with another person. Remember, relationships are the network for life. Every answer God has for you comes by way of relationship. I'll say it again. Say to the neighbor, say, neighbor, 
Relationships are the network for life. Every answer God has for you comes by way of relationship. So here it is, this young lady, she's stuck in her comfort zone. She wants to get out. She doesn't, she, it's, it's uncomfortable for her. But because of pride and stubbornness, she doesn't ask for help. And what happens is she becomes, it becomes her lifestyle. So for example, that's why I said, I told my daughter, I said, don't, don't unlock this. Because she's going to need help to get out of this. Just like I helped her to get in, she's going to need the help to get out. So what she does is she'll ask me, ask me. Can you get out? You want to get out of the comfort zone? You want to get out? Don't break my box. Come on, get out of the comfort zone. If you if you try that, you're gonna fall, and that's on camera. <laughs> Everybody on Facebook gonna see. You. Don't do it. Don't do it, girl. <laughs> so what she should ask is, can I get help getting out of this comfort? And you got individuals that are put in your life because God will not ask you to do something without equipping individuals to respond to your need. I'll, ask, I'll say that again. God will not ask you to do something without equipping people to respond to your need. I'll say that one more time. God will not ask you to do something without equipping people to respond to your need. So here it is. I'm a big guy. I'm a strong guy. Come on, girl. We're going we're gonna to get out of this conversation. We're out of here. Right? And I'm going to equip her because what's on this stage? New opportunities. See, she can't reach the new opportunities without stepping out of the comfort zone, without coming out of her comfort zone. And she needed help to get out of her comfort zone, so she had to put pride and stubbornness away in order to step out of her comfort zone to grasp new achievements, new relationships, new finances, new experiences, stronger self-esteem. In order for her to do that, she had to ask for help. And I said, January, I mean, December 31st, if you're not willing to ask for help, it's going to be very hard for you to dream big. Thank you. Come on, give it up for faith. Okay. Get up. Eat it on my stage. Thank you. Get it up to Jillian. <laughs> See, now this last comfort zone is the one where the average, the main individual tends to live. And the reason why this is difficult is because this person knows they want to get out. They want to get out. See, but they can't, get, they can't let go of anger. Put your arms up. Put that water down. She can't get rid of anger, right? Can't address her health issues. No? You gonna hold that? Can't, can't get rid of self-esteem issues. Can't get rid of bitterness. They want, they want to get out. Got too comfortable with past achievements, past successes. There's a book called Three Box Strategies. They said a good business that will maintain its relevancy is a business that can get abandoned certain methodologies that got, made them become successful because the same methodologies can actually cause them to become irrelevant. Past failures. Can't let go of. Upset. I want to get out of comfort zone, but I just can't let go of it. I can't let go of it. Fear. She can't, get, she can't let go of it. This is the comfort zone that we all, a lot of us sit in. And we want to get out. We want to become a better person. But we're stuck because we just 
can't let go. And this is the principle. You can't embrace the new until you're willing to pass judgment on the old. So now I tell her, come on, step out. Step out. You can't, why can't you step out? Because you can't see where you're going. Because you're blinded by all of the, 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 the issues that you're dealing with, right? You're blinded by the fear. It's like, okay, resolve the fear. You got to deal with it. You know, the failures, it happens. Things happen. We're not perfect. We're not going to let this define us. We got to get rid of, you know, uh, yeah, it was good. We did good, but there's got to be a better way to do what we're doing. You know, uh, yeah, bitterness, I got to let go. People aren't going to control my emotional state. People aren't going to control my happiness. People aren't going to control where I uh, end up because of me being bitterness. I got to let go of that. My self-esteem, I am more than a conqueror. Come on, you can't tell me you're reading your Bible and have this effect on you. I'm more than a conqueror. My health, God's going to ask you to run a long journey. If you're not physically fit to run that journey, it's going to hinder where you go. One of the things I said, I told God, I said, I'll make sure I stay in shape because wherever you send me, I'm ready to go. I don't want to be in a health issue where I have high blood pressure and this issue and I can't fly because of this or because I have resolved my health. But because I like discipline and eating. And don't get me wrong, food is good. But do I eat to live or do I live to eat? Right. Anger. Anger is a secondary emotion, so is fear. Are you too angry to step out of your comfort zone? So I tell her, I said, get rid of this stuff. We're going to deal with this stuff. Now come out of your comfort zone. And see, now her hands are free. And now she can, she can, she can embrace new knowledge. Right? She can embrace new knowledge. Now she can embrace new relationships. Come on, come on now, girlfriend. Right? Now she can embrace new achievements because some of the methodologies we had to fix and work on, we had to tweak it a little. Right? Come on, you gotta embrace this. Come on, we're gonna stack it like this. So you're gonna, you're gonna get it, girl. New opportunities. Right? New opportunities because what's the principle? We only think to the level we're exposed to. So in order for you to move to the next level, you gotta be exposed to the next level. Next level thinking, next level achievements. And then new experiences. We're going to experience some new things in life. We're going to get some things going in life. Right? And then what happens is as you start growing and stuff like that, you start achieving some new finances. Like, wow, okay. Some new things are pouring in. Because what happens is what you're doing is you're creating value. And remember, people don't just get paid on what they know. They get paid based on the value they bring to any agency or uh, company that they are working for. And then what you get is a stronger self-esteem. Stronger self-esteem. She's able to grab it because she let go of all the other stuff that was hindering her from embracing the new. Come on, let's give it up for Moya. There was a gentleman by the name of Abram in the Bible. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 is Abram. Everybody say Abram. Y'all might, might know him as Abraham, but originally he was Abram. 
And God has done to Abraham or Abram some of the things that he's done to you. He says, Abram, I need you to leave your comfort zone. He said, I need you to, to leave where you are, your family, what you're familiar with, what's comfortable for you. And I need you to walk into a land. But when you walk into this land, I'm, I, one, I'm not, I can't tell you the land that you're going to walk into right now. So even that journey is a mystery. But I'm telling you right now, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. And I need you to have the courage to step out of that comfort. And this is Jamalism. You can read it in the Bible. And he said, this is how I'm going to do it because God is so good. He said, this is what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to bless you in abundance. Yeah. Amplified version says abundance. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm, I'm going to bless you in abundance. He said, then to the point where he said, not only will I bless you because when God has placed something in us that he wants us to do and get out, he just doesn't bless us. He says, but I'm going to bless individuals that bless you. So I'm not just going to pour into your life. I'm going to start pouring into other individuals' lives because of you. He said, then I will curse those who curse you. So not only will I bless you, but I'm going to protect you. I'm going to look out for you. And individuals that try to press you and and disrespect you, I'm going to come to your aid. He said, and then, and then you, get, you know, get to the, uh, verse 8 or 9, you know, God has proven, had to prove himself to Abram because of his past decisions. And what do I mean by a bad decision? He goes, and again, they go into Egypt, and he said, look, you're pretty, talking to his wife. He says, so I'm going to do, I'm going to act like you, my sister. And he said, we're going to walk into this place, and Pharaoh liked her. That's how pretty she was. And what did God do? God went after and attacked him. And Pharaoh's like, what, what did you bring upon us? He said, get out and go. But it shows God's consistency. That's why I love that song by Israel, Promise Keeper. And I said that towards the end of last year. I said, one of the things that's amazing about God is that God keeps his promise. We negotiate our promises. Oh, well, I'll talk for Jamal Bernard. Jamal Bernard negotiates his promise at times. He tries to rationalize, well, man, that promise is a little further than I thought I could handle, but it, let me do X, Y, and Z, and then, you know, we'll we see what we can do to f- fulfill that promise. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to start working out, but we're going to do that next week. I remember back in the days growing up, especially in college days, Lord, if you get us out of this situation. Oh, come on now. How many of us is there? Lord, just this one time, I promise I go to church, I start praying, I start reading the Bible, but then after he gets you out, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the only one? No. Oh, y'all, y'all start going back to memories like, oh, yeah. That's what it was. Those were quiet uh, responses because, man, I had you back in your bag. So, God doesn't Respond just to where we are, but he has a conversation with us of where we are and where we're going to be. It's significant. You got to understand this. You got to understand. He, said, he, he, he understands where we are now. He understands where we are going to be. So therefore, he, he'll stretch us enough that it won't pop, but he knows that when a rubber band is stretched, it never goes back to its original 
size. So I got five more minutes. So within the zone is the comfort zone. I, I, I left, I stood on that. The second zone is the fear zone. The fear zone. And the fear zone is you, I, I want to come out of my comfort zone. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm half foot out, half foot in. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I want to come out of this comfort zone. But I'm afraid of the unknown. I got self-esteem issues. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, if I'm prepared enough. I don't know if, I, if this is really what I want to do. Lord, are you sure you're talking to me? Or did I overhear your conversation with somebody else? That's the fear zone. And God doesn't take that away from you. He uses that to prove his power and his authority. I'll say that again. God does not take your fear zone away. He uses that to prove. And what did he do? He said, he said to, to Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to bless you abundantly. I'm going to curse those who curse you. And right away, Abram was scared. He's in his fear zone. He's in a territory unknown. Lies about his sister, his wife being his sister. And God responded still in the fear zone. Let's take a time. To, the, the third zone is called the learning zone. And the learning zone is where you say, okay, I, I, I'm going to start learning new information. I got to acquire new information. I got to start reading more. I got to start speaking to individuals. I gotta, might, might need to find uh, what we call a specific mentor. A specific mentor is a person who's mentoring you in your life in a specific area. That's what a trainer is. A trainer is a mentor based on your physical situation. They do try and get you fit. They try and work on, you know, teach you how to, based on your body, how to lift certain weights, how, how many reps you should do, based on what you want to accomplish. That's a mentor. And too often we find a mentor that can speak to our whole, uh, the whole us, but sometimes we need that mentor that can speak to specific. I won't go to my dad to mentor me in working out. He little, he little. <laughs> no, he's strong, but he, I'm like, that's, that's not the body type I want. <laughs> he got away with it because he had a whole bunch of sons that were big. I got daughters. I got to maintain this. My youngest daughter is three. I got to be able to threaten some young man when I'm in my 50s. So I, I can't do that body type. So I can't go to him and mentor me to go to the gym. I got to find somebody who is where I want to be. Right? Somebody who's where I want to be and say, okay, I need to know how did you get there? See, when you start going in the learning zone, you start finding individuals that are where you want to be. God has given you a vision. God has given you a dream. You're dreaming big, but you got to find somebody who's where you want to be. He says, I need to talk to you. I forgot who it was. She said, she said, never ask a person where you want to be for 15 minutes of their time without having 15 minutes of content to talk about. I'll say that one more time. Never ask somebody that you're going to talk to because of where that you want to be. You want to have that conversation with them for 15 minutes of their time if you don't have 15 minutes worth of content to talk about. Right. Basically, don't waste their time. 
when the learning's on, you're learning. Okay, I'm going to learn. How, we, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, and you start asking certain individuals. You start reading books. You start developing new relationships. You start doing all this stuff. That, so that, because what happens is once you prepare yourself and you're learning and you're acquiring information, the real question is if you learned it, is can you apply it? Because application is the evidence for learning. And if you're able to apply it, you can step into what we call the growth zone. And the growth zone is where you start producing. You are what we call a producer. You are a person who is uh, progressing. Your, your things are moving towards a particular goal. Remember, Dr. Ryan has taught us. He said, don't mistake in motion for progress. And I love what Dr. Martin Luther King said. You know, his birthday was last week. He said, he said, he said if you can't run, then walk. Right. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, don't stop going. In the growth zone, some people can run. Some people can walk. Some people have to crawl. But you can't stop moving in the growth zone. Because what happens if you move, stop moving, you fall back into the comfort zone. You got the comfort zone. Bad place to live. Okay to visit. See, so your comfort zone, if you're visiting, say, okay, wow, that was a good one. That was a good one. Whew. Emmett Smith, one of my favorite uh, uh, cowboys. I'm not a cowboy team uh, uh, person, but you, you saw it like in certain players on certain teams. Emmett Smith, and, and you know, they just got finished from you know, winning championships, and you, know, so you, you see Emmett Smith, and he, he gets into the gym, and he's working out, and stuff like that. A guy comes in and says, Yo, look, I just won a chip. He said, why, 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 why are you here working out? He said, he said why don't you rest? Why don't you, you know, chill out for a while? So he's on the bench. He's lifting a couple of hundred pounds. And he goes and he says, he stops. He says, there goes my rest. And he continues lifting. He visited the comfort zone. He got comfortable real quick. But I can't live here. I can't stay here. Because this is determined where I end up based on the timeline I have marked for myself. I know this individual is trying to take my spot. I'm getting older. There's certain things I want to accomplish before I retire. I can't, I don't have the luxury to live in my comfort zone. Man, time is out. Can I give you five points real quick? Right, five points. I believe it's crucial for us to get out of our comfort zone. I mean, for us to get, keep moving. Five points, real quick. Number one, examine. All true growth should start with the self-examination of where you are at that current time. And it's not just a basic examination. You're really being truthful and honest. I had to be truthful and honest. I didn't know as much as I thought I knew about starting a church in Florida. I, like I said, I had to learn so much. Basic laws. To the point where we're looking for property. And in Florida, if you buy a property with a renter on it, you have to honor the agreement that was between the person you bought the property for from and the rentee. If it's a five-year lease, you have to honor the five-year lease. So I said, man, up in New York, you buy that property, <laughs> you don't have to honor no lease. 
But these are the things I had to start learning. But I had to come to a place where I had to examine where I was in my knowledge. I had to examine where I was in my self-esteem. I had to examine where I was in my pride. I had to examine where Jamal was. Because to be successful as an individual, you have to always be aware of your weaknesses. The weaknesses shouldn't rule you, but you have to be aware of them. Amen. And everybody in this room has a weakness. Right. Yeah. Mine was Miss Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Moment of silence, it closed down. <laughs> so y'all, you, you, you can't, for those who aren't from Brooklyn, Queens, borderline, you, you don't know about Miss Maxwell. Atlantic Avenue, you'll come off the Bell Park with that Jackie Robinson, make that quick left on your right-hand side, Miss Maxwell. They were so busy that they even took EBT. See, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know no good. Y'all don't, y'all don't know no good. Yep, Miss Maxwell's. Number one, so examine. Number two, purge. Like I said, she had to let go of, of certain things. She had to let go of certain fears. She had to get, get rid of it. Say, man, Lord, why am I allowing bitterness to control my life so much? Because remember, this, they, what, the Bible calls them seeds of bitterness. So if there's seeds of bitterness and they start growing trees and roots, they end up choking out. Remember, soil has a certain amount of nutrients and a certain amount of space. And what happens is if the, 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 the thing that you planted is stronger than anything else that you planted, it will overtake your garden. That's right. So purge, get rid of. Get rid of relationships that are going to hold you back. Because remember, everybody can't handle where you're about to go. Purge, get rid of it. Get rid of the stuff. You know, don't be, like, you, you ever watch those shows, um, oh, what's it called? The, the, the people who just, hoarders. You ever see their house, and, and some of them, they, they get really bad. Yes. And one of the things that hurts them is they're afraid of letting go. Yes. So they keep storing and hoarding and and keeping and keeping. And the thing about it is, if you keep keeping, especially in your heart, you have no room for God to plant something new in your heart. So purge. Number three, define. You'll hear me say this uh, next week. The clearer the dream, the more defined it'll be and the stronger the pull. Define specifics. And remember, specificity is the basis for cooperation. Say that with me. Specificity is the basis for cooperation. If you want any cooperation from anybody, you got to be specific. Even if you're praying with God. I was watching on Instagram, there's this guy. <laughs> I don't want to say his name because I don't want to promote him. But he gets his genie. Right? This, this, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little genie. It's a horn. Right? <laughs> So the genie, he, he rubs the, the, the horn, and the genie comes out, and he's West Indian, so they got, you know, a heavy accent, and he asks for, for one thing, and the, guy, the, the genie gives it to him. And he's like, what is this? He, That's what you asked for. He said, all right, we're going to try this again. We're going to try this again. And he, he, he asked for, uh, what was the second thing, Aaron? Um, was it mo- money? Huh? Oh, yeah, he wanted uh, <laughs> bare money. And if you're West Indian, you know that means a lot of money. 
So the genie responded and gave her money to buy some beer. Right? And then what was the third one? What was the third one? Come on, please. Oh, man. The th- I forgot what the third one is. But, but the, 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 he saw young, the genie talking about the genie of Freud. He said, no. Learn how to be specific. He said, because just this, how specific you are will determine what you are able to receive. And he got mad at the genie, but the problem was him, not the genie. Because the genie still had the power to grant his wishes. And, and, what, what, and I'm not comparing God to genie, but God has more power. Because remember, he has put in your heart. Genesis, he says, be fruitful and multiply. He can't put a demand on you if he's not willing to work with you and walk through it. But you got to be specific, even with God. I tell God, Lord, this is what I, need. I need you to do this. And if I, I, try, I sometimes I get petty. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but I need that 239. <laughs> like 2, 239, Lord, you know, because I got to go pay this bill. Like, you know, <laughs> look out because, you know, the lights and stuff are going to cut off. I need 239. Like, I need that, you know? <laughs> number four, find your pace. Pace, number four, pace. Everybody has their own pace. Don't try to run somebody else's pace. Because you'll tie yourself out and find yourself back in the comfort zone. Number four, find your pace. And number five, push. Push. And what I mean by that, there's this book called The Dip. The Dip. And here it is, we're in January, the end of January, and they said that the majority of individuals who had set a, a New Year's resolution already quit. The majority of individuals already quit. And what they said is there's this thing called the dip. And when you get a dream, you get a vision, you get a desire to do something, stuff like that, you start going. But automatically, as you start going, individuals that said they were with you, they start falling off. If money that you thought you had is not enough for what you wanted to do, you, you start moving forward. And next thing you know, you find yourself at this dip. And if you don't push through the dip, you're not going to be successful. And the book is called The Dip. I think it's Seth Ronan. Good book. You know, you know it, it, I, and I recommend books I believe you're mature enough to read. It's, it, after, after, I think, chapter five, it, it's, it's, it's all philosophy based on how you came to this conclusion. Most of the information is in the first couple of chapters. Very good book. If you don't push past, you're not going to be finding yourself successful. You're going to want to sleep an extra hour. Push past it. You want, you got, you're going to want to turn, turn off the light and, and quit early. Push past it. You're going to want to, you know, not share because uh, the other individual shared it to try to sell your idea or just disrespect you and laugh at you. But no, push through it. You're going to want to, you know, uh, get caught up in, in your fears. No, push through it. You're going to want to get caught up in, in, in some of your successes. Well, not good. I, I got this. No, push through it. Learn some new information. Push. Don't get comfortable. Push. Don't get complacent. Push. Because at the end of the day, where you are and who you are can only be blamed on you. I say that one more time. At the end of the day, where you are and who you are can only be blamed on you. Well, well, Pastor Jamal, what if I was a a, a product of a, a trauma, a traumatic situation? Yeah, but still, it falls on you to push through it. 
Well, Pastor Jamal, well, what, what if I come out of a, a broken home and, 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 and my dad was beating my mom and, and, and my mother was out there being a prostitute and, and you know, all this stuff? No. Still, you have a decision to push through. Well, Pastor Jamal, what if it's, I'm dealing with mental health and, and stuff like that? Because you're saying that, you identify the problem, you have a responsibility to deal with it, push through. Where you are, who you are, is solely because of you. If you want to become a better person, I can't make you a better person. My message can't make you a better person. Somebody was arguing with me, and I closed with this. They said, well, Pastor Jamal, is salvation a gift? I said, yes, but receiving is an action word. They said, well, Pastor Jamal, you don't have to do any work. I said, no, the work is pre Gift is what they're talking about. Because some people try to get deep and like, oh, you know, this is, this is a free gift. Yes, yeah, a free gift. That means you don't have to do anything to work for it. But you have to work to receive it. To receive it is an action word. And often we want things done for us, especially younger generation. Surprise my wife and get, you know, get a cleaning company to come in and clean the house and stuff like that. And, and, my, and, my, and I told my son to clean up your room. He said, we're cleaning... The cleaning company's coming. Why do I have to clean my room? I'm like, get your clothes up. The cleaning lady's not going to touch your dirty clothes. They're not going to, they're just here to mop, do a little dust, and it's to help mommy. And this boy had a nerve. But that's the mentality of the average individual. Why can't somebody else do it for me? And I reap the benefit. Push, examine, purge. What else was it? Was it? I'm trying to remember it. I'm trying to remember it. Examine, purge, define, pace, push. That's what we need to do. Because, and the reason why I have, I'm speaking this is because, like I said, the average individual in this room here has already quit. The very thing that they said they're going to do for 2020. And my body is hurting right now because I didn't quit. I'm in the gym now. I, yes, I gained the three pounds. I was upset and I had some cake. <laughs> because the other spot you go to, if you can't make a left, if you, if you come down Pennsylvania off of Jackie Robbins, you can't make a left to go to Miss Maxwell, you make a right. Take that all the way down, and you make another right, you hit, hit yourself, find yourself at this place called Juniors. <laughs> oh, y'all know about Juniors. <laughs> Some strawberry shortcake. Fluffy, I don't know what they do with the whip. But I got focused. Mentally, I understood that because the, the, the biggest struggle is the mental game. The biggest struggle in anything that we're trying to be successful with is the mental game. We're going to talk more about that next week. Because the theme for February is dreaming. It was there. I, it was, I even practiced this. Can somebody help me? Who has a calendar? Calendar? Anyone? Balcony? Calendar? Who hasn't received a calendar for this year? You know, you're supposed to participate. They should have the calendar. What's February, please? You, got, you can participate 
in the calendar because we actually write it down. How would you translate your dream into reality? And on the side of the calendar is actually a space for you to write it down because we want to hold you accountable for the month. Like I said, we don't want you to quit within the, you know, the first month or second month. We want you to stay focused. God has given you a dream. Don't quit. Because all quitters can find themselves at a place where it's either laziness, lack of discipline, fear, frustration. It's the reason why you quit. So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can do this. Turn to your other neighbor and say, other neighbor, if you thought about quitting, stop. Turn to your other neighbor and say, other neighbor, if you quit, Get back to it. Get back to it. See, me, I'm having God-sized dreams. I'm excited. What are we going to do? What are we going to accomplish? Where are we going to go? I'm like, okay, God, you got, me, you got me up here doing this? Okay, let's go. How, much, how can I be creative? Not, not only can I be creative, give me a team that can help me be creative. I might not have all the ideas, but help me, Lord, with a team. If you're going to call me to do this and minister at the next level for this next generation who is very visual, I need some help. And I started talking to people. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be prideful. I'm, I'm going to put this to the side. I don't, my, my dad's generation, when the church is growing and stuff like that, it was totally different. My father could just get up there and speak. You don't even need PowerPoint. He started adding the board, you know. Hey. Okay, let me stop making fun of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is how are we going to grow the church in this next generation this next level and I said okay Lord you told me to grow this church what do I need to do we're thinking we're dreaming I got a good team helping me helping me articulate my stories you know my dad I grew up with my dad and my dad you know when, we, when, when it was work mode get to the facts tell me what's going on you know what's the issues and tell me what's your solution but now as I preach, I got to give more detail. I got to bring you into my story. Because I, I even start getting frustrated with individuals who, who try to pre- uh, t- uh, tell me something. I'm like, get to the facts. I ain't got time for this. My attention span is so short. Like, you lost me. Hello. But I challenge you not to quit. I challenge you to really embrace the very thing that God has called you to do. I challenge you to really Become the individual God is asking you to become. I challenge you to stand strong in the midst of uncertainties. God's not going to give you all the information. If he, would, if he gave you all the information, you would definitely quit. If he told you some of the individuals you have to interact with, you're definitely saying, no, no, Lord, I'm not doing that. I challenge you to become that individual that you dreamed to be in 2020. Because other than that, 2020 is going to be like 2019. And if 2020 is just like 2019, I guarantee you that 2019 was just like 2018. And so forth and so forth.
Because if God can do more than whatever you're dreaming, make sure you dream big. Don't cut yourself short. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to, to just be used by you to minister to your people. I pray that they receive this message, that they, it was just not something that they would, they would just uh, listen to and talk about, but something that they will meditate on and let it marinate within their minds and it will drive them. Every time they're ready to quit, they hear Pastor Jamal saying, don't quit. Lord, we, don't, we are not designed to live in a comfort zone. But we're designed to be fruitful we ask you to have your way Lord as we are naked and unashamed in front of you Lord let us be naked and unashamed in front of ourselves to see who we really are we know what we need to deal with what we need to change what we need to address what we need to improve Lord Lord give us the strength and ability to purge some of the relationships that are holding us back but the confidence and the, and the, and the discernment to start embracing new relationships Lord, we pray for a strong spirit of discernment as we move forward so we know that we move the way you want us to move, where you want us to move, and when you want us to move. So we ask that you have your way. Anoint us afresh. I pray for the individuals that are on Facebook watching right now. Lord, I say have your way in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I just want to commend you because you, you, some of you made a, uh, a commitment to come to church consistently and we made it through the whole month of January and every, a lot of people came to church so come on, give it up. <laughs> say this, come on, say this like we mean it. This Bible, this Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible, this Bible is our rule of conduct. This Bible, Bible creates the lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we see it to come past. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week.